I'm Dale Mason, publisher of Answers Magazine, and this is Creation Answers, a podcast of Answers in Genesis, featuring highlights from the award-winning Answers Magazine. In this episode, we'll dig a little deeper into one of the most recognized wonders in all of creation, flight. With the aid of super-fast cameras and computers, scientists are discovering just how impossible bird flight would be if they didn't have a creator. Despite all our advances with human flight, we don't come close to matching the wonder of birds and their feathered flight. We're warned that curiosity killed the cat, but we can't help but wonder why. It's our nature. For as long as history has been recorded, people have been curious to know how things work, a desire exceeded only by a need to do it ourselves. Lightning strikes, igniting a tree. So man rubs two sticks together to achieve the same thing. A bird soars through the sky, riding on air currents, looking weightless and untouchable. If only we could do that. After thousands of years of dreaming and failed attempts, people finally figured out how to stay airborne just over a century ago. Airplanes now fill the skies across the globe, but not with the grace of birds. Fixed-wing jumbo jets must lumber down two-mile-long runways for takeoff, while others circle in the air waiting their turn to ease down for a landing. Woe to the traveler who's stuck in the air when snow shuts that runway down. Meanwhile, thousands of air traffic controllers must keep constant watch to prevent crashes. At the same time, a bevy of support crews bustle about to keep the planes clean, fueled, repaired, and upgraded. This technology is amazing, but how far we are from flying like birds. Take another look at the birds outside. A hawk soaring effortlessly far overhead, turning with a flick of its wing, or a flock of roosting sparrows that takes flight in unison, or a joyous songbird flitting through thick trees without a care in the world about damaging its wings. We can get airborne, sure, but we have no panache. Comparing modern planes to birds is akin to comparing your child's finger painting to Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa. Yes, your little munchkin is talented and has come a long way, but a grand master she is not. It may be many moons, if ever, before we make a machine that flies like a bird. Scientists still can't even understand how birds do it, let alone imitate them. As they learn new things, they copy a few details here and there, but not the whole package. You never see a plane beating its wings just like a swift, or soaring as effortlessly as a hawk, or flitting through the woods like a robin. What a testimony to the skill of the Creator, and what a challenge for humans to keep studying His handiwork. Why We Can't Fly Like a Bird Though we have dreamed of human-powered flight since the ancient Greek myth of Daedalus, it has only been a dream. We just don't have the power in our arm muscles. For us to fly, we'd need to sprout wings 140 feet, 43 meters long, and chest muscles 6 feet, 2 meters thick. Leonardo da Vinci, 1452-1519, brilliant as he was, made the same mistake as his predecessors. He assumed flapping their wings keeps birds aloft. 
But kites can fly for hours, and they don't flap. The science of flight took off in 1799 when Sir George Cayley proposed that humans could fly by making a separate power source to thrust the craft forward, while fixed wings would provide the lift. His design was essentially a kite mounted on a stick with an adjustable tail. Wilbur and Orville Wright finally made a motor light enough to thrust a plane through the air. Their inaugural flight on December 17, 1903, lasted a grand total of 12 seconds over 120 feet. But birds don't fly like this. They don't have a separate engine. Their wings provide both the thrust and the lift. To accomplish both purposes, the wings must move and contort in an infinite variety of ways. Scientists have identified the basic equations of aerodynamics to enable planes to fly, but they still can't get the math to work to explain what birds do, let alone knowing how to imitate God's flying machines. Evolutionary biologist Anders Hendenstrom gives a good technical description of the miracle of bird flight compared to human flight. Unlike flight by an aircraft, animals generate lift and thrust by flapping their wings, which continuously change shape throughout the wing stroke. An analytical solution of Navier-Stokes equations, which describes the aerodynamic forces that keep flyers aloft, would, in principle, solve the problem of how birds fly. But a solution to these equations defies scientists to this day. From Journal of Experimental Biology, 2009. Lift is a complex topic. A chap named Bernoulli, 1700-1782, was the first to work out the details. The faster air moves over the top of a wing, the lower the air pressure. Once the wing is moving fast enough, the higher air pressure under the wings will have enough force to push it up. Lift. Although they don't know the equations, birds have been applying this law ever since creation. Calculating the lift of a plane is fairly simple, because the plane's parts don't move. The ever-changing combination of forces on a bird, in contrast, is so complex that humans haven't even been able to observe them directly until last year. Imagine what it would take to record the changes in a bird's wing shape in flight. A researcher at Stanford University, David Lentink, developed a super-sensitive wind tunnel with cameras that can record 7,500 images per second. He believes his research may uncover whole new technologies that we've never dreamed of. Shaping up for flight. Although we still can't fly like birds, we keep learning astonishing things from them. Genesis chapter 1, verse 21 says, God created every winged bird according to its kind, and it was good. Each bird flies across the sky in its own unique way, that perfectly matches its specific needs. The examples are endless, but we'll consider three common bird designs that still blow scientists away. The speedy swift. Probably the most familiar shape for a bird wing is that of a swift. The wings are streamlined and swept like the wings on a jet fighter, and for good reason. The swift spends eight hours per day nabbing insects midair, so it needs to make tight turns and sustain maximum speeds for long periods of time. Unlike jet fighters, which can burn up to 385 gallons of fuel per minute and may need to refuel after less than an hour, some birds, like the great snipe, can fly nonstop 
at speeds of 60 miles per hour, or 97 kilometers per hour, for 4,200 miles, or 6,760 kilometers. Swifts are the fastest birds ever recorded in level flight, reaching a maximum of 106 miles per hour, 171 kilometers per hour. Peregrine falcons are twice as fast, but they reach these world record speeds by dive bombing, not flapping their wings. How do swifts do this? The secret to achieve such lift and dexterity with so little output of energy is wing design. A bird's wings have a similar asymmetrical shape to an airplane's wings, with the top half curving much more than the bottom. However, a bird's wing has several key differences. For one thing, a bird's wings are covered with feathers arranged like roof shingles. They press together during the downstroke so no air flows through, and then they spread apart on the upstroke so the air can pass through. A network of muscles, ligaments, and bones allows birds to move their feathers to change shape. A bird wing essentially has two parts, the part near the body and the outer section. The part near the body provides most of the thrust, and the outer section provides most of the lift. Their body is specially designed to distribute the weight, so it maximizes power output. The larger muscles are close to the bones and near the center of mass. The inner portion of the wing does most of the work in powering the bird. The muscles that pull the wing are close to the center of the body to minimize the energy required. You wouldn't want to hold out your arms and then flap with just your hands. Even though their wings are constantly changing shape and direction, birds maintain their path so smoothly that you don't even realize the changing forces throughout each stroke. As they flap, twist, and fold each wing, their bodies would zigzag like a crazy pinball, unless each tiny force was balanced perfectly with a counterforce. The Soaring Hawk Another marvelous master of flight is the hawk, famous for its designs to soar. This is not the same motion as flapping, and it allows for the minimum use of energy for sustained periods of time as hawks patiently glide above the vegetation looking for prey. Their wings are long and broad, like gliders, giving them maximum surface area to catch rising warm air currents. God gave these birds the wings and instincts necessary to take advantage of hidden sources of energy in the motion caused by moving air. Humans have learned new energy-saving techniques from hawks and other soarers. In the 1920s, observers realized that birds' wing feathers spread out to create slots that allow them to catch rising columns of hot air called thermals, a technique known as thermal soaring. When you see a hawk circling and rising without flapping its wings, that's what it's doing, as the sun heats the earth and air rises like a dust devil. Hawks can climb hundreds of feet without expending any energy. In the 1990s, Pilots of radio-controlled gliders figured out a valuable technique from hawks called dynamic soaring. They'll soar downwind, then turn quickly into a gust and be buffeted upward. They can do this for miles, bouncing back and forth on gusts. Bird watchers had earlier discovered that hawks can detect air rising up mountains, buildings, and even trees to lift them higher, a technique known as slope soaring. No wonder God pointed to the hawk when he wanted to humble Job about the wisdom he displayed in nature that man can't imitate. Does the hawk fly by your wisdom?
Job chapter 39, verse 26. Even the commonplace birds can do energy-saving maneuvers that put airshow pilots to shame. The Flitting Robin of the Forest The beautiful robin may spend only a few minutes in the air each day. It spends most of the time perched near or on the ground, waiting to spy a worm or insect in the grass. Its short, rounded wings allow for quick bursts of speed and sharp turns to grab food or get away from a hawk. We take for granted what these birds can do, but no planes could match them. They're able to locate prey and brush through thick vegetation to grab it. Bumping into leaves and branches isn't a problem, since their feathers simply retract on impact. How different this is from fixed, hard wings on planes. Engineers are testing ways to make wings that retract on touch, too, but they're still in the experimental stage with little plastic models of wings. In 2001, NASA engineers met on the future of flight and decided they needed to develop smart materials that can change shape on command. They haven't gotten far, but it's a cool idea anyway. The wings are just one aspect of birds' unique designs that exceed anything humans can reproduce. What plane can nail a landing on a tree branch? What plane can sustain injury and heal itself, restoring the delicate balance needed for flight? The list goes on and on, like birds' breathing system, the most efficient in the animal kingdom, that keeps its high-efficiency motor running. All these systems had to be in place from the beginning for birds to fly and not crash and burn. Flocking to Alternatives Since the Garden of Eden, God's designs have inspired mankind to dream of new possibilities. Who would ever have attempted heavier-than-air flight without first seeing a bird? As green sciences gain more and more notoriety, the field of biomimicry, science imitating nature, is growing at an exponential rate. Designing technology based on God's creation is science at its best, honoring its maker. Airplanes were just the first step. Biologist and engineer David Lentink realizes that we still have much more wisdom to glean from creation. Compared to a bird, the aeroplane is a primitive thing in which all the functions are separated. In the bird, everything is integrated. He has devoted his life to studying how all these parts work together and expects to discover completely new insights about the world and physics. The potential benefits of his research are staggering. Imagine constructing a robot capable of changing shape during flight. Flying cell phones, robotic carrier pigeons, all that and more may be possible. No matter how much mankind discovers, however, there will always be more to learn. The infinite depth and detail of God's wisdom, displayed in His creation, was designed to provoke humility and eternal praise of the One who created it all. God's fingerprints are clearly visible everywhere we look, including on something as simple as a songbird flapping its wings in our backyard. That was written by Heather Bruce, a bird lover and regular contributor to Answers Magazine. Are you ready to fly? You can sail through the air at up to 50 miles an hour on the 24 zip lines at the Ark Encounter just south of Cincinnati. And speaking from experience, I can assure you that zipping is amazing. So do it. 
add a zip over beautiful Kentucky hills when you visit the Ark Encounter. So far, we've looked at how God designed bird wings to reach high speeds like fighters or soar like bombers. But what about the one kind of bird that flies like a helicopter? Picture yourself relaxing in the floral bouquet of a butterfly garden when suddenly the buzz of a gigantic bee tingles your ears, followed by an explosion of brilliant color. Then, as quickly as it disrupts your peaceful world, the UFO vanishes without a trace. After the shock passes, it dawns on you. You've just witnessed one of the greatest shows on Earth. No, Barnum and Bailey had nothing to do with it, and this wasn't a close encounter of an alien kind. You have encountered one of the most amazing and mysterious birds on the planet. The hummingbird may be one of the most well-known birds on Earth, yet this colorful acrobat continues to mystify the greatest mathematicians and aeronautical engineers. Just when they think they've learned all there is to learn about these birds, they discover more. Hummers differ greatly from other birds. While most of their feathered friends fly by thrusting forward like jets, these aerialists can stop on a dime, hover, somersault, fly backward, and even fly upside down. No other creature can match their skills. And man-made craft don't compare. What helicopter can cross the Caribbean Sea on a half ounce of fuel? Only the skill of an all-knowing creator and engineer could explain all the integrated systems necessary to make such flight possible. It's a package deal not something that could arise piecemeal by trial and error. Hovering ain't easy. Bird flight is arguably the pinnacle of God's design in the animal kingdom. For millennia, humans have marveled at the wonderful traits shared by birds, their aerodynamic bodies, flexible feathers, and ultralight building materials. Yet hummingbirds are special, even among birds. Some say they are the pinnacle of God's pinnacle of animal design. They perform a rare role among birds pollinating flowers, which requires hovering. Like large insects, they must be able to hover at the end of long flower stems and insert their long bills and tongues to draw out nectar. No other bird lives this way. Other birds simply grab food on the go or perch to eat. We admire eagles and swallows for their power and grace, but they can't hover. Their wings must constantly move through the air or they will stall and crash. Fixed-wing planes can't hover either for the same reason. The only way helicopters can perform this wonder is by a complex combination of designs that channel the engine's energy to turn a rotor with blades that create their own controlled airflow, like a mobile fan pointing downward. How do hummingbirds create their own airflow without spinning blades? The answer isn't simple. In fact, we still don't understand it all. But one thing is clear. Everything about the hummingbird must be perfectly balanced to achieve maximum airflow at minimum cost. Somehow, hummingbirds solve a host of engineering problems that boggle the mind. High-octane featherweights. The challenge begins with size. What's the optimum size for hovering? Well, you've never seen a hummingbird the size of condors or eagles. There's a good reason for this. You can't stick twirling blades on top of birds, so you have to go small. And hummingbirds are the king of small. Hummers are the avian featherweights in the truest sense. They have the smallest length of any bird. Cuba's bee hummingbird is only 2.5 inches, or 6 centimeters long, and the lowest weight. The average male ruby throat weighs 0.1 ounces, or 3 grams. Their need for lightness extends to their eggs. Female hummingbirds can't afford to carry around unnecessary weight, so they lay the tiniest eggs of any bird, smaller than a jelly bean, 0.5 inches, 
or 1.2 centimeters, and they usually lay only two per clutch. While minimizing size and weight, hummingbirds also have a voracious appetite for fuel to keep their fan blowing. Though small, they still need to travel fast and cover long distances in search of food to avoid large predators and to find safe breeding ground. Rufus hummingbirds hold the world record in hummer migration distance. Each year, they fly an unbelievable 3,900 miles from their wintering grounds in Mexico to their nesting grounds in Alaska or Canada. On these trips, they travel at an average speed of 30 miles per hour or 50 kilometers per hour and consume as much as one half their body weight in fuel per day. Seeds are too inefficient to carry around in their stomachs to meet these high energy needs. This power source would be like fueling a jet with a wood stove. The secret to their success is a high octane fuel, the sweet smelling nectar that tube shaped flowers produce just for this occasion. The sugar is converted to flight energy with 97% efficiency, a real winner in the avian world. By God's design, they can find this refined fuel virtually anywhere, like a gas station at every corner ready 24-7 to supply the hummingbirds' needs. And their needs are great. Active hummers must feed on this nectar five to eight times per hour, though they are not opposed to an occasional snack of insects and spiders. Engines require more than just fuel. They need oxygen, lots of it. Birds get their oxygen through their lungs, where it is transferred into their bloodstream by rapidly beating hearts. Bird lungs aren't like any other creature's lungs, but that's a different story. With hearts aflutter at an astounding 1,200 beats per minute, hummingbirds have the highest in-flight energy and oxygen requirements of all birds. Even at rest, they breathe 250 breaths per minute, and this rate increases dramatically when they jet out. This rapid oxygen intake enables them to generate flapping rates of 10 to 200 beats per second, depending on the species and flight circumstances. Can you see a hawk doing that? Crazy 8 Flight Bird aviation of any kind is complex. It's so complex, in fact, that mathematicians have not yet worked out the numeric details. Add to the equation hummingbird acrobatics and the mathematical complexities skyrocket. Most birds fly with a relatively simple up and down motion. Hummers, by contrast, rely on three basic types of wing motion. Up and down motion to move forward, like other birds, spinning motion overhead to move backward, and a figure eight motion to hover. The ability to hover is the most amazing of all. Other birds produce thrust only on their downstroke. They bend their wrist and elbow in the middle of the wing to make subtle changes during the downstroke, but they can't push air during the upstroke. Hummingbirds, in contrast, can pivot their entire wings at the shoulder, producing thrust on the upstroke, too. How do they do this? A unique ball and socket joint in their shoulder lets them rotate their wing instantly in either direction, up to 180 degrees. This allows them to constantly push the leading edge of their wing through the air, even on the upstroke. The crazy eight motion also moves the wings through more air, increasing their efficiency. The hummingbird's pivoting wings allow them to remain stable while hovering without bouncing up and down. And this design explains how they can change directions at the drop of a hat. With slight variations in their figure eight, they can also slide sideways and do other acrobatics. Their flight abilities have been compared with dragonflies rather than other birds. In fact, when Europeans first discovered them in the New World, some thought they were a cross between insects and birds. Hummingbird wings are stiff like an insect's wings, though they can still bend them in the middle, enabling them to do some tricks insects can't. Their flapping creates complex vortices in the air, which we are still trying to understand. That's what allows huge bumblebees to fly with such short wings. Hummingbirds take advantage of these invisible forces to increase their lift, too.
they don't just beat their wings harder, they optimize forces of physics, which we can only now begin to understand with the help of advanced computers. Everything in the Hummingbird is carefully balanced to maximize flight power and minimize weight. Their powerful chest muscles take up to 25 to 30% of their body weight, more than any other bird. In this complex trade-off, their legs and feet are extremely small, so small, in fact, that they can't walk. They can only perch and hop sideways on branches. This seeming disability is not a disability at all, but is important in cutting down drag during flight. Wired for Aviator Acrobatics Imagine what it takes to control all these interrelated systems at super speeds. Two separate wings constantly rotate and flip, sometimes at different angles and speeds during special maneuvers. The tail and other body parts counterbalance every wing motion to keep the body perfectly stable while hovering. Meanwhile, firing electrical signals regulate the fastest beating heart on the planet. The eyes must constantly process a visual field that changes dramatically in three dimensions, and on it goes. Intense research published this year has looked into the hummingbird brain to see how all this is possible. Specifically, researchers have looked at the region known as the lentiformis mesencephaly, or LM for short. This is the part of the brain designed to detect the hummingbird's motion relative to its surroundings. Most birds and mammals primarily detect their motion visually in one preferred direction, from back to front, the direction they usually move. But the hummer's LM is bigger than other birds, and it can perceive its own motion precisely and equally well in all directions, especially at high speeds. The research suggests that hummers can even correct for very slight drift when hovering. In fact, the scientists' overall conclusion is that their brain is designed for flight. Engineers can only marvel at such complex systems within systems within systems that make hummingbird acrobatics possible. From the programming of the cell chemistry that builds and runs cells to the tissues and organs and organ systems that talk to each other and coordinate flight. For believers in Jesus the Christ, this conclusion is consistent with the scripture where God said at creation, let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. Genesis chapter 1, verse 20. Such integrated technologies wondrously declare the glory of the Creator. Overcoming Challenges of a Fallen World When God created birds, suffering and death were not part of His world. Now every creature, including hummingbirds, must survive the ravages of an environment that's off-kilter. Yet God made sure hummers were ready for the challenge. Their speed and agility make them fearless, even against large predators. They are notoriously aggressive, chasing away hawks and other threats, without hesitation, because they know they can outmaneuver them. God has endowed them with other onboard equipment necessary to meet the challenges that the natural world can throw at them. One of the most significant dangers is cold weather at night. Many hummers live in places where temperatures drop below freezing at night. Many also live at high elevations, such as the Andes Mountains, where limited oxygen puts added strain on their high-energy system. Without a constant input of fresh fuel, they would burn all their reserves and perish within an hour or two. But our God has designed them to lower their body temperature and decrease fuel consumption by 95% at night. This is known as torpor, sort of like a short-term hibernation. The hummingbird is a visual reminder that God gives life and cares for his creatures in spite of sin and its effects. His creation is meant to redirect our gaze back on him. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. The hummingbird reminds us of his infinite intelligence, his engineering creativity, his all-surpassing beauty, and most importantly, his loving provision. May the complexity and mystery of the hummingbird be a reminder to all that God exists, that he wishes to be known, and that he offers eternal life to everyone who calls upon the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. 
Jesus himself reminds us, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? That was written by Tom Hennigan. He's an ecologist who specializes in organism biology. He's spent thousands of hours outdoors in nature, marveling at the Creator's handiwork. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find these original articles and hundreds more at our website, AnswersMagazine.com. The links to today's articles are listed in our show notes. And don't forget, you can always subscribe to receive the magazine in your mailbox every other month. I'm Dale Mason, publisher at Answers Magazine, and for the entire team, God bless. Two-thirds of young people are leaving the church by college age, and biblical illiteracy is rising. People simply don't know what the Bible teaches or how to defend what they believe. What can we do to raise up a generation of young people who love God's Word and know how to answer today's skeptical questions? Well, to help parents, pastors, and other Christian leaders with this vital task, we developed Answers Bible Curriculum a Sunday school curriculum that takes you on a chronological tour of the whole Bible over four years. 200 lessons address the real life issues of Christians today, and you'll get a thorough understanding of the authority of scripture and its primary teachings. And it's synchronized from preschool to adult. So the whole family is learning the same thing at varying levels. I encourage you to order Answers Bible Curriculum for your church, Christian or homeschool. Learn more at AnswersBibleCurriculum.com.